Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. A key and critical element in the book of John is miracles. Miracles that attest to Jesus' identity as Messiah and Son of God and lead unbelievers to faith. Now, yesterday, we heard about the raising of Lazarus, which was the final and ultimate messianic sign of Jesus in the gospel according to John. And it also anticipates Jesus' own resurrection and revealed him as the resurrection and the life. As you'll hear today, it's also the final straw. Hello, Hopeful. Welcome to episode 1978 of our journey together through the Bible. Glad you've chosen to not be alone as together we seek to be transformed by reading through every word of God's revelation of himself, his mind in print, and considering our own lives along the way, including this week leading up to Easter. And I had a thought, or rather I hope it was a nudge of the Holy Spirit. That as we've been spending so much of our time in our Always Be Ready segments considering who the real Jesus is, that we are actually at a unique time in the history of this podcast. You can go anywhere and hear a great voice, a voice better than mine, just read the Bible and do it even better than me. But one thing we do here is that we do it together. Yes, the main thing is reading through the Bible, but sometimes responding to feedback or questions from you is part of what we do. Sometimes it's praying. Sometimes it's following spirit-led nudges. So with Easter a few days away, our next few episodes here happen to just coincide with us reading a place in John that I think bears focusing in on. So in our reading, we find ourselves coming up on the last week of the Lord's life before the cross. So just like we are not far from Easter, in a way, Jesus isn't either. The crises are not over. And Jesus raising Lazarus, like we heard yesterday, is the final straw for Jesus' opposition. Picking up in chapter 11 at verse 45, here we go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and were saying, What are we going to do since this man is doing many signs? If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. One of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You're not considering that it is to your advantage that one man should die for the people rather than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to unite the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill Jesus Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but departed from there to the countryside near the wilderness to a town called Ephraim, and he stayed there with his disciples. 
Now the Jewish Passover was near, and many went up to Jerusalem from the country to purify themselves before the Passover. They were looking for Jesus and asking one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? He won't come to the festival, will he? The chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it so that they could arrest him. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, Leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then a large crowd of the Jews learned he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one he raised from the dead. But the chief priests had decided to kill Lazarus also, because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. The next day, when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. And they kept shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. However, when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Meanwhile, the crowd which had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. This is also why the crowd met him, because they heard he had done this sign. Then the Pharisees said to one another, You see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, some Greeks were there among those who went up to worship at the festival. So they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested of him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus replied to them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself, but if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled. What should I say, Father, save me from this hour? But that is why I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name.
Then a voice from heaven came. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus responded, this voice came not for me, but for you. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. As for me, if I am lifted up from this earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate what kind of death he was about to die. Then the crowd replied to him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever, so how can you say the Son of Man will be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus answered, The light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that darkness doesn't overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. Jesus said this, then went away and hid from them. Even though he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This is why they were unable to believe because Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many did believe in him, even among the rulers, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him so that they would not be banned from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than praise from God. My friends, I'm just going to pause right there. I'm going to read that again. Would you reflect, if not pray, on this with me? Nevertheless, many did believe in him, even among the rulers. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, so that they would not be banned from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. Jesus cried out, The one who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And the one who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as light into this world, so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and doesn't keep them, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and doesn't receive my sayings has this as his judge. The word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a command to say everything I have said. I know that his command is eternal life. So the things that I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now when it was time for supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him 
Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I'm doing you don't realize now, but afterward you will understand. You will never wash my feet, Peter said. Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. One who is bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. When Jesus had finished washing their feet and put on his outer clothing, he reclined again and said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are rightly speaking, since that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Truly I tell you, a servant is not greater than his master, and a messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I'm not speaking about all of you. I know those I have chosen, but the scripture must be fulfilled. The one who eats my bread has raised his heel against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he. Truly I tell you, whoever receives anyone I send receives me, and the one who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples started looking at one another, uncertain which one he was speaking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was reclining close beside Jesus, and Simon Peter motioned to him to find out who it was that he was talking about. So he leaned back against Jesus and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, He's the one I give the piece of bread to after I have dipped it. When he had dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, after Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. So Jesus told him, What you're doing, do quickly. None of those reclining at the table knew why he said this to him. Since Judas kept the money bag, some thought that Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. After receiving the piece of bread, Judas immediately left, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. 
Little children, I am with you a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so now I tell you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new command. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus replied, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you've denied me three times. And my friends, that gets us up through chapter 13. Ah, Father in heaven, I, I just want to lay all of this at your feet. Lord, I am so imperfect as a podcast host and as a person. Lord, I thank you for so many people who are listening now. Those that I know have listened uh, recently. Linda and Christine and Scott and Julie and Bill and Pradeep. And Lord, I thank you for the many more who I may never have met, may have never heard from. But Lord, I pray that it's not about them listening to me, but Lord, that it's listening to you together. Lord, I pray that over this next couple days, you will just help us to see you more clearly, Lord, and, and that we, by the power of your Spirit, will be, will be encouraged, filled with courage to love one another, Lord, when it is hard. It is hard to love people, Lord. But Jesus, we, we want to know the real you. Lord, we live in a world that is just full of such mess. Lord, so many anti-Christs. Lord, so many thoughts that, that raise themselves against the knowledge of God. And Lord, there is such an attack on the Imago Dei, on, on families, on marriages, on children. Lord, may we not only have just clear eyes for you, but full hearts for your mission. Lord, that, that we would take eternity and the hope that we have in your return and in the transformation that we will each experience. Lord, I pray that that would affect us right here, now, today. Lord, I pray that by the power of your spirit, you would speak to the person listening right now who does not know you or may have just had concerns or wonders or doubts. Lord, that if something is nudging their heart, Lord, that it's not me, it's you. It's the power of your spirit knocking at the door, saying the time is short. But we are not those who grieve like those that don't have hope. So we give it all to you in your son's name. And I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.